uh, oh, it is so good to see you. It is so good to gather and be together again. For all of you that are watching live stream, all of our church family, uh, we understand why you're home. And we thank you for being with us this morning. For all the guests all over the world, thank you for being with us. Uh, we're going to dive in the Word of God, but before we do that, we're going to pray for our offering, and we're doing this a little bit different too, because we cannot pass trays or anything like that. You will see boxes in the foyer, three of them, one on each uh, double doors in the back, and then one in the very back, and uh, ushers will be there to point it out to you, and uh, as you return your tithe and give your offering, you can also still uh, give uh, online and also uh, mail uh, your tithe and offering in. Oh, how exciting it is for us to be here. Today, through all that is manifested, be comforted, shall we pray. Father, we thank you for the anointing that is so real in this place for guests that have come for the very first time to the church service. Welcome. But Holy Spirit, we welcome you that you would guide us, direct us, teach us, show us things that we don't know. We call unto you and you said you would answer us and show us great and mighty things that we don't know. We receive that in faith today. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> amen. Well, it is good again to see you. I don't see your faces. I see your eyes. But uh, it is great to be with you. Do not fear failure, but be terrified of regret. So what I am saying to you, church, rise up. We are living in unprecedented times. We are seeing some signs of the end that Jesus talked about. But I want to say this to you. If fear is rising up in you because you think it is the end, you don't understand the end. Someone's been teaching you wrong. And what I want to do is I want to talk to you the next couple of weeks, we're taking a pause on the series we've been doing while we've been shut down, and we'll continue that in a couple of weeks. But about 30% of the Bible is prophecy, and most of it relates to the times you and I are living in today. Prophecy tells you the future in advance. So again, in the next two weeks, I want to make three statements that I believe will comfort you. My desire as we have gathered the first time after the shutdown is to say to you, be comforted. God is in control. Chaos is not of God. Chaos is of the enemy. And anytime you see chaos, you know that the enemy is involved. Speaking of the reality of being comforted, I have been comforted by the worship that has been manifesting through the internet from our fine arts team. Every single day I'm allowed to, to go online and to hear worship to our God. 
and how awesome and thank you for all that you've done during this time. To the many who have come in and have allowed yourself to uh, just give of yourself from the courtyard to, isn't the courtyard beautiful? Amen, amen. And, you know, the painting, the cleaning, the uh, just every toy, every chair, every seat sanitized. It takes a lot of work in a facility this size. And I want to thank everybody that was a part of that. Last but not least, I recognize as a pastor. Now, a pastor is a shepherd, and if you study that word, he's a father-like one. And as a father-like one, I have seen God's children do amazing things through the lockdown. I have watched you. I have talked with you. I have experienced life with you on the outside in the not-so-normal See of church. And I have seen faith arise. I have seen a church that has risen uh, above and beyond what the enemy wanted us to think or to fear. And so can you give just your church family, listen to it on the screen here, can you give a great applause for everybody for what you did? Amen. I enjoyed being with my wife. I've learned Sabbath. I've talked to you about Sabbath for the last couple years. And I even prophetically stated something about a forced fast or a forced Sabbath. And God has given us that. So I'm taking our time off as a, as a blessing of the Lord. And that I have learned how to Sabbath. I've learned how to, I've always enjoyed my family. I've always enjoyed my wife. Um, but I've really learned what it meant to enjoy my family, enjoy my wife. Because for 40 years, actually 43 years, that's all I've known is work. And uh, what a joy that is. And, and I pray that you've learned the same thing. If you haven't, uh, I'm going to say something that I normally don't say, but I'm going to say, follow me and enjoy your family. Regarding what is happening in our world, the first thing I want to tell you and talk about today is this is not the end, so be comforted. Church family, many of you, some outside have asked, are we in tribulational times? And the answer is absolutely not. It is not true, and I can show you scripturally. In Revelation chapter 6, it speaks of the horseman. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see, speaking of the end, so I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to him, them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. So bottom line right now, that would be two billion people would be killed. We are not in the end. 
We are not in tribulational times. So the question is, what in the world is going on in our society? So let me answer the the question in two ways and allow the word of God to sink deep into your heart and to comfort you that today is some of the greatest days that the church has lived in. So let's look at Bible prophecy. In Matthew 24, beginning with verse 3, it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. All these are the beginning of sorrows. I proclaim to you in Jesus' name that we are in the beginning of sorrows. We are in the beginning of sorrows as I believe it started in 1948 when Israel became a nation. We are seeing all these famines, earthquakes, pestilence, diseases, nation rising against nation. So the season we're in, Jesus describes as the beginning of sorrows. So let's turn to Luke 17, and Jesus is addressing the signs of the end. And Jesus is becoming extremely specific. He is becoming so specific that you can almost see the writing on the wall. Luke 17, verse 20 says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, they knew of when Jesus would come to the earth and set up his kingdom, which is called the second advent. That is not the rapture of the church. That is a second advent where he destroys all of evil. He answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation." Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to the disciples, the days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day, the day of Jesus returning. This speaks of the second coming, and it will be like a lightning flash, and he will reign with his people. Verse 25 says, But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation until that day. Verse 28, 
Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. Notice life was going on. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Notice it talks about, it will be like that uh, what will take place is Lot will leave, Lot will be removed, and then destruction will take place. Be comforted. Rain fire and brimstone from heaven and destroy them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. There was a historical day in the day of Noah, and there was a historical day in the day of Lot. Verse 30 again. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now, look at verse 31. I'll explain this to you. But in that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not be turned back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you in that night, there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken and the other will be left. And it's not talking about two men sleeping in the same bed. It's talking about two men in bed and the reality, one will be taken, one will not. All right, now watch. Two women will be grinding together. They'll be planting. They will be doing farming. The one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. And they answered and said to him, where, Lord? So he said to them, Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Now, the second coming of Jesus, the second advent, where he comes, sets us a kingdom, will be an event that is very physical. At the second coming or advent, Jesus comes to the earth publicly. But the rapture of the church is a private event that happens in the air and Jesus receives his church. Now, Jesus, he compares his coming to the historical day or the event of Noah and Lot. Now, follow me. I've given you a lot of information. Now I'm going to detail. It's going to be very simplistic. And I want to just tell you that we are in the beginning not the end. Be comforted. Continue to work. Continue to do the things that you're doing. So the question is, what are the similarities that Jesus is talking about? Violence and immorality cover the earth in those societies as of today. Business as usual with economic and social normalcy will be happening too. So again, this is not the end, even though right now you may be experiencing some hardship. Let me say this to you. Let me say to everybody on the screen, you must understand that there is, there is tribulation in this earth right now. It is that day of sorrows. It is that time of sorrows. 
It is happening. It will happen. But I want to say to you, this too will pass. And when we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and the prophetic word of God, this too will pass. We will move forward and the blessings of God will bless your business, your home, your marriage, every aspect of your life. And when we watch the news 24-7, I would be depressed too. I'm not saying don't watch the news. Don't walk away and tell me that that's what I said. I didn't say that. But I said, if you do not understand the times and understand that we are in the beginning of the end, and in the beginning of the end, we're going to see in this teaching I'm going to give you is where the Holy Spirit pours out upon all flesh that your young men will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams and everything will move forward to the prosperity and the health of his people. And no virus can attack and kill his people. Because we are not living in tribulational time, I'm going to show you that we will be removed before the tribulational time. (laughs) Jesus was being specific with a desire to comfort us, saying these things take place in seasons. Do not fear. Do not have a spirit of fear but of power, love, and of a sound mind. In these crazy times, we need to love people, not judge people by the color of their skin, not judge people by what kind of bank account they have. We need to be a people of love and concern for all peoples. We think the economy, by what's being said today, it's the end, that the economy will be destroyed, millions will die, Social evils will always be. Jesus is saying to his disciples, this will pass. There will be life and economy when Jesus finally returns. The third similarity is a righteous remnant living in a corrupt and unrepentant world. That's us. The fourth is a sudden rescue of the righteous before the wrath of God falls. We don't receive the wrath of God. Jesus paid the price. Let me put another layer of truth to comfort you today. The day Noah got on the boat, people were given in marriage, buying and selling. Revelation 6 is a reminder of the rider and the pale horse kills two billion people. Three plagues in Revelation chapter nine kills a third of mankind. After the tribulation, over a half of humanity is dead. Sea life is dead. The tribulational saints, many that get saved during the tribulation, many, the Antichrist, has murdered them. It becomes a bloodbath. The rapture of the church is before all of this. You and I will not experience the wrath of God. Noah and his family got in the ark, and not one raindrop hit their heads. Then destruction came. The rapture of the church is like 
Lot. Jesus said on the day of, uh, of Lot, he walked out of Sodom and then the destruction came to Sodom and Gomorrah. The rapture of the church, then the tribulation, we won't be here when these things take place. Before this happens, there will be your businesses, there will be your marriage, your home, there will be your family. You have the call of God upon your life. You have the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon you. So all of these things take place around us. We can walk in victory in the midst of chaos. So what do I say? Oh, it's so good to see you. Rise up, church. Rise up. Be everything God called you to be. Set the atmosphere of victory in your homes. Fathers and mothers, we celebrate you. Father's Day and Mother's Day. Jesus is risen. Let me ask you a question. Why did Jesus say in that day, some will sleep and some will be working on the field? Did you know on the other side of this earth, it's night? That's why. You know, the Bible's really simple. Half of the world right now, it's night as we are in the daylight. So the point is, be ready. Valley Community Church, in our reimagining, in setting this up, planting seed, all the things that we do, we have our five pillars. We have worship, word, discipleship, leadership, and healing. We are moving into a realm of some reimagining and changing things in our church. And, and the things that we are going to do, we're going to rise up. We're going to really focus on our children and our youth. And we're going to be announcing things for you and what we're going to be doing. And it is powerful. It is Holy Spirit-led. It is what God has said. And we are going to do great things for the kingdom. We're going to change El Monte. We're going to change South El Monte. We're going to change our communities. We're going to change the state of California. Why is that? Because we get political? No. If you are involved in politics, great. We need Christians involved in politics. But the reality is we're going to change because we're going to follow the will of the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit is going to change things. That's what Valley Community Church is about. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says, but I do not want you to be... Now, there's a word there that some people might be offended of, so... So when I do funerals or things like that, and I read this, I said, but I do not want you to be misinformed, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep or those that have died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain till the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together, caught up together, that speaks of the rapture, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. 
Therefore, comfort one another with these words. I want you to be comforted. With all the chaos, all the stuff going on, you fill in the blank what words you want to use. All the stuff going on, I want you to recognize is that Jesus is in control. God is in control. The Holy Spirit is not confused. He is not in chaos. God knows what's going on. See, in the rapture, your great-grandma spirit is with Jesus, and she will come with Jesus in a new glorified body. This glorified body will come out of the ground, and we who are alive will be caught up and meet in the cloud in the air. People say, again, rapture is not in the Bible. Yes, it is. The word caught up, Greek word, harpezo. And harpezo means to seize hastily. The Latin word in the same word is rapturo, which is rapture. So our end is Jesus comes and gets us. That's your end. Jesus comes and gets you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. I'm going to explain that in a moment. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. You, brethren, hello, brethren, you, brethren, are not in darkness. Okay, hello, sistren. So that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night or the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Let's understand the times of the day. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. Faith and love. And as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Let's begin to lead all peoples to Jesus Christ. So when the Bible says Jesus comes as a thief in the night, that's to the unbeliever who don't believe in Bible prophecy. They will be surprised like a thief coming in. We're not going to be surprised because we know. Jesus said to us, the believer, be aware of the signs of the times. Walk in a great confidence and faith. God's plans will manifest in this world, God's plans will manifest in your life. Yeah. Nothing can stop it. So the next words I'm going to read to you are very critical, and we'll close. For God did not appoint us to wrath. Hello. God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other, and edify one another. I believe in you. Be edified in Jesus' name, just as you are also doing. God has not appointed you and me to wrath. He appointed our call. In the midst of the beginning of sorrows, walk in victory. That's God's plan. Revelation 6, 14 then the sky receded as a scroll when it rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place, 
And the kings of earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? The wrath of the tribulation is the wrath of Jesus called the Lamb. Who? First Thessalonians 1.10 says, And to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. The tribulation is not the judgment, but wrath. You and I will not experience his wrath. So reimagine who you are and reimagine what we do. Walk in his grace, receiving his blessing. Do not fear. God's plans will manifest in those who seek him. So let's be the church who God called, not what man wants us to be. So let's close with this, Luke 21. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape. All these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. In Acts chapter 2 verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days. We are in the beginning of the last days, the days of sorrow. Hmm. Nineteen forty-eight, Israel became a nation. I believe that's when the days of sorrow began. We have seen all that we have seen since nineteen forty-eight. I believe in the United States of America, this is not a political statement. This is a statement about Israel. You study prophecy, it's always wrapped around Israel and the church. When we made our embassy and moved it to Jerusalem, the beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit began that day. It is not a political thing. It's not what side you were on. It's not anything about economics. It has nothing to do with people or what people have done or what people aren't doing. It is all about the plans of God. When we moved our embassy to Jerusalem, this is what has begun. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. 
That is why Valley Community Church in our reimagining, what we will be doing is we will be putting much of our energy into our children, into our youth. I will be announcing to you in the next few weeks some changes that we will be making because what I want to see is I want to see our young men and our young ladies absolutely overwhelmed with the Word of God and trained in the Word of God so that when the Holy Spirit comes all over them, and He is doing that now, and some of our young people and some of our, of our older generation don't know how to handle it. They don't understand spiritual things. But what I want to do is I want to create an atmosphere at Valley Community Church that will extend to the world, that's how big I'm thinking, is that we will prepare a place for our young people and our seniors that when the Holy Spirit overwhelms them, they will prophesy and they will dream dreams that will help guide generations of family into the holiness of God. And they will worship God in spirit and in truth. That's what these days are all about. You may look on the TV and see chaos. You may look on the TV and see where, where men have, have uh, done wrong things to other men. But I want to tell you, you may see that, and it's wrong, and it's not good, and it's chaos, and it's evil. But I want to tell you, in the midst of all that, if you look with clear eyes, understanding that we are in the beginning of end times, you look with clear eyes, you look through that, be a blessing to people that are experiencing that, but you'll look through that and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and change our nation. That's what it is. So let's position ourselves in the beginning of sorrows to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and walk in victory. Let's reimagine our lives. I am so thrilled to see you. In Jesus' name, may the power of the Holy Spirit overwhelm you and touch your life like you have never experienced before. I come against any virus or disease. It is smitten before your face. God is good. He is a good God. He is a great God. He's an all-powerful God. And that's who we serve. So good to see you. Get involved online with all that we're doing. And I will see you next week, Pastor Dan. Thank you, Pastor.